It's Cookie Lab. Hi, and welcome to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill. And I'm Chris. And happy President's Day. It's my favorite holiday next to... Is it really? Your birthday, Jill, which... <laughs> Which is right around America's birthday, the United States of America's birthday. Not all the It's Americans. true. We're both uh, patriotic types. But President's Day. Who makes a special cookie for President's Day? Raise your hands. I don't see any hands. No. Well, now you can. Because as a public service here in the cookie lab, we have tested Two types of cookies Wow! for President's Day. A very, very, very old recipe for cookies and a very 1950s recipe for cookies. Sounds great. So we're going to get right into it because we have history and we have science. That's a lot. Right. So last week we teased what president was a fan of a specific type of cookie. I believe you said it was one of the founding father types. Yeah. And um, there are some presidents, modern day presidents, that were fans of chocolate chip cookies. But I didn't want to do the chocolate chip cookie as a President's Day cookie. I I think... No, there's got to be something more I think we're going to have chocolate chip cookie month. Mm. That's after the year. That's after our year of 52 weeks of peanut butter cookies. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) On our spinoff peanut butter cookie lab (laughs) no um remember cookies were not really all that popular to begin with right they were much more cakes that's crazy can you imagine but the cookie really you can't put a cake in your in your lunch box and take it to school you hit right on the problem and that's as i do that's what president james monroe said (laughs) (laughs) he was the fifth president of the united states from 1817 to 1825 and he was also the last president who was one of the founding fathers okay now he's also famous for the monroe doctrine okay for you history buffs or for you kids who are listening the monroe doctrine said that the american continents have to be free and independent and are not to be considered as subjects for future colonization by any European power. So basically, keep your paws off my off our country. Yeah, continent. <laughs> Bold move, James Monroe. Right. And his favorite dessert was the cry baby cookie. The crybaby cookie? Is it like so yucky it makes you cry? Well, legend has it that the crybaby cookie was either named after James Monroe because he was always whining about how people had to keep their paws off of the continent. (laughs) I've just made up that legend right now. (laughs) It totally, totally works. (laughs) Or that... Once this cookie was invented, people were always crying for more of them. Okay, well, that's... I I think it's so awesome that you found this thing. I've never even heard of this. Well... It sounds like a little slice of Americana for us to... Just wait, because it's not... give the world... It's older, older than the U.S. of A. Oh, really? Yes. The crybaby 
is a type of jumble cookie. And a jumble okay. cookie means that you've taken a, a cake recipe and you've thrown a whole bunch of things into it. Sometimes there's nuts, sometimes there's fruits, but it was also steak. very much sweeter than a piece of cake and very much smaller than a piece of cake. And the word jumble comes from the word gimbal or gimel, which was a special kind of ring in the 16th century. And it was used as a wedding ring. In fact, gimel likely How comes... How are you coming up with all this fascinating stuff? I looked in the lab uh, encyclopedia. It was right in there. Uh, it, what kind of special wedding ring from... It comes sixteen hundreds, right? It it comes from an old French word gemel, or the Latin gemelus, which all relate to the word Gemini, like the zodiac. Yes, or like twins. So these yeah. rings were made by twisting in the sixteen hundreds. They were prepared by twisting thick dough into shapes such as knots and pretzels okay. and rings. Mm-hmm. Or the shape of your loved one's letter, the name of their letter. And then you boil them. Okay, like a pretzel or a yeah. bagel. And that's how in the 1600s they made them portable for their lunch boxes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the cake fell apart. But once you the, boiled it, once you twisted it and you made it into a dough and you twisted it and you boiled it, it was better for the commute. Mm-hmm. For up the side of the mountain with your sheep. Yes. And by the late 1700s in the colonies, the dough... Instead of being rolled into a rope, it was just rolled into a ball and baked. Like one really big ball? Like a big, like a globe? No, 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 no. Like golf balls. Oh, individual. Okay. Yeah. Small little individual golf balls. And and they baked it. And they found that that also did amazing things to it that were yummy. And these cookies were introduced to Europe by the Moors of Spain, where sugar had been used perhaps since the year 600. The source of the sweetness. So you can imagine that because they were packed so tightly or rolled or boiled, they were a very dense cookie and they lasted for a very long time. And it was very popular for travelers. And then England introduced them to Virginia. And by the early 1800s, when President James Monroe was demanding a sweet dessert and demanding that people... In his very diplomatic way. ...kept their paws off of the continent. The cookie was ready for him. Are you ready for the cookie, Jill? That's what I ask you. That was my... That was ask my, not. Uh, that, ask <laughs> not what, what can you do can for do for you. the cookie. <laughs> yes, I'm ready. <laughs> Oh, it's right. so soft. I picked it up in my hand. I haven't even... It's like... <laughs> the whole thing is forming around my thumb. What? Is, it's it's like a cake. Yes, it I is. I haven't even eaten this it yet, and I feel like I'm holding cookie, a piece of cake. Cakeiest cookie to date. It has white icing on the top of it. It is a I'm molasses ginger cookie. I'm going to eat it. Okay. This is amazing. The lightness of it. Right? I never imagined this could be a homemade item. This seems like it should have to come from like the hostess factory and be like have special machines that can puff it up like this. I'm glad you said that, Jill. 
This hold, cookie is revolutionary. <laughs> hold on to that idea. The fluffiness, and it seems like you should not be able to make a cookie that is this fluffy. It doesn't make any sound. It's like made of ginger-flavored air. But it's super sweet. because Chris, of, how did you do it? Well, it has a lot of spices in it. Mm. It has molasses, cinnamon, ginger, cloves, and hot coffee. What? Right? <laughs> and... You, you you had me at hot coffee. I would the, the, <laughs> the spices you mentioned, it definitely tasted like a kind of a fall flavor. Mm-hmm. But I don't taste any hot coffee. No, you don't taste... It's a cookie that comes with its own coffee. You don't even need to buy a coffee to drink with the cookie everything now you know why james monroe thought this was those 16th century shepherds knew what they were doing (laughs) but jill here comes the science mind-blowing can you hear the dogs in the cookie lab hard at work as always jill here is the scientific fact of the podcast this cookie contains both baking soda and baking powder what does this mean? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> They're both leaveners, right? Mm-hmm. They mo- both mm-hmm. make things rise. Well, baking soda, when you mix it with an acid, you get a chemical reaction. Think back to the elementary school. Your science fair volcano. Science fair volcano, right? And it makes carbon dioxide. When a recipe calls for baking soda, it usually calls for some type of acid. Mm-hmm. Molasses is an acid. And you know what else is? Molasses is an acid. And you know what else is an acid? And sometimes makes your belly upset if you drink too much of it. I was going to say like lemon juice. (laughs) There's no lemon juice in this recipe. Okay. Coffee. Coffee. Right. Exactly. So you use coffee instead of some other liquid in this uh, for Mm -hmm. the acidity of the coffee and it mixes with the baking soda and it causes a small chemical reaction now so much air bubbles makes the cookie light as air we are making we are doing a lot to make this cookie light we love this light airy cookie we are going i can imagine if it was this much of a revelation to me imagine james monroe who had heretofore had to please himself with, you know, mince pie or something. Right. Heavy, weighty. You can This s- thing must have felt like he was rising up in a hot air balloon. Were hot air balloons around back then? Oh, sure. Yeah. The, the Montgolfier brothers. But that is a podcast for another time. Mm. This also contains baking powder, as we said. Now, baking powder also is made of baking soda. It's a mixture of baking soda, cream of tartar, which is a dry acid, and some cornstarch to bind it all together. I had no idea that that's what baking powder was. I assumed that it was a different... You know how baking soda is like a chemical... Yeah, sodium bicarbonate. or whatever you yeah. call it. Yeah, I thought baking powder was like that, but just I didn't know what the chemical Some different chemical. Was. Like it's, oh, it's sodium phosphor, phosphate, yeah. Yes. Nope, it's a totally different thing. Well, it's totally it's the same thing. It's not even a thing. It's not even a thing. Yeah, because it's, it's just... It's a mixture. It's that thing with other things. Right. It's that thing with other things. 
And most baking powder is sold as double acting. Did you ever see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen that on the can. So this means that the first leavening occurs when the baking powder gets wet. Like Mm -hmm. when you can buy the dry and the wet ingredients in the recipe. So when it mixes with the the coffee and the molasses, it starts to activate. So that's the first leavening. So we've got the baking powder and the baking soda both working Mm -hmm. and they're making bubbles. And then Mm -hmm. the second leavening occurs when the baking powder is heated. When that happens, the cream of tartar melts, adds more acid, and there's more bubbling. Wow. So this cookie needed to be light. And so they added baking powder. And it is. And baking soda, both of them. And the other thing that you should always do when you make cookies, if you want to make your cookie a little bit lighter, is cream the butter and the sugar for at least three minutes. Everybody creams their butter and their sugar too short of a time. Too short. Okay. Because when you're creaming it, you're making micro pockets of air. Mm -hmm. And we love the micro pockets of air because the CO2 produced by the baking soda begins to filter through the dough. And it follows these little micro pockets of air trapped inside the, the dough pastry. And without these little pre-existing pockets of air the carbon dioxide would simply tunnel up and out like a chain of bubbles in a flute of champagne wow so these never will i think the same again while eating a cookie i'll have all these great mental images in my head of all the air pockets and and that's our job here at cookie lab i'm gonna give this one high marks Mm, does it get the 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 3.0 on the cookie scale i think so Simply because it just seems like, as I said earlier, I can't even believe this is a homemade item. It's just so different. Now, I was really worried. I have had a jumble cookie before, and usually they are a thick, dry mess uh, Mm. that is tasteless. And I thought because this was coming from the 1700s, the 1800s, that it would be a dry, tasteless cookie. I was so pleasantly surprised. I was so sure that this was going to be a bad cookie that I made... A, a go-to <laughs> cookie that I knew was good. And that is Here my is. Aunt Charlotte's molasses cookie. Again, Chris. So this is a completely different cookie. It looks like a ginger snap. It's a perfect circle. It has the perfect ginger snap looking texture on top of it. Not really a snap because it's. I can tell it's chewier just by looking at it. That kind of moisture dense look that you referred to in another episode. But it also looks as if it was made... In a in a in a store in a in a factory facility where the the perfect uniform thickness, Chris. I don't know what's going on over on in your cookie lab, but it's working. So this is a bonus cookie. So we're not going to go deep into it, but it is totally okay. different than than the airy, light, puffy crybaby cookie, and that is because it used only baking soda. Mm. It uses all butter what was the other one butter and shortening all shortening so it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a thicker cookie so aunt charlotte's molasses this is my aunt charlotte's molasses cookie and it has cinnamon and cloves and ginger so it's got similar the the similar similar flavor profile Mm -hmm. but wait till you taste the difference in this cookie 
And the only real difference I can see is that it used butter and it did not use two types of baking of soda leavening. at leavening. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You ready? Yes. Here we go. Aunt Charlotte for the win. It's not. It's, it's like lo- bendy and crispy at the same time. It's, it's crispy <laughs> on the outside and wonderfully bendy on the inside. I love this cookie. Now, is this a cookie? Did your Aunt Charlotte make these for you when you were small? Yes. And then um, my mom made them and uh, and my spouse makes them for my son. So... What a wonderful family tradition. These are delicious. Mm, aren't they? Same same flavor molecules, but butter. Wildly different. Butter versus experience. Crisco and just oh, and only baking soda. Shockingly different. Go to our Facebook group. You can find that in our show notes for these delicious recipes. You don't want to miss out on you can't get Aunt Charlotte's molasses sugar cookie. It's got some sugar sprinkled on the top. You can't get it anywhere else, people, but Cookie Lab. Or in Cookie Lab. Have that with a cup of tea or coffee in your Cookie in Lab your mug. In your Cookie Lab mug. That you can get. It's at cookielab.bigcartel.com. And join us next week, which is going to be what, Jill? We're going to be preparing. I got my beads out. We're going to be dancing because we're getting ready for. <laughs> it's Mardi Gras. I knew what I was supposed to say. I was just watching Chris kind of suffer. Um, Mardi Gras is coming and we have a special Mardi Gras cookie just for you. I can't wait. Until then, keep your paws off these cookies. They're delicious. I'm going to eat more. It's Cookie Lab. Oh, oh.